Two, one. I think it's time that we start the conversation to silence the shame. Silence the shame. Si- silence the shame. Silence is the difference between treatment or pain, life or death. Silence the shame. Speak up now and silence. 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 Silence the shame. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your girl Shanti Das. Welcome to episode forty-five of the Silence the Shame podcast. We are going to be interviewing oh, someone that I so look up to, my good buddy Anthony Hamilton. This podcast is dedicated to Anthony Hamilton's wellness journey. We are truly excited to be here today. So much going on in our nation, and it's important that we always stop and pause and understand why mental health is important in everybody's lives. And we're coming up on the tail end of Mental Health Awareness Month. We had our gala. Thanks to everybody who tuned in to our gala. Anthony was one of our featured performances on the gala. So Mm. we can't thank this brother enough. And we're going to get into his new music, too, um, once we have our conversation around mental health. But I want to bring in my mentee and and a young man I'm just so proud of who's doing big things in music and entertainment. My co-host, Free the Vision. What's up, Free? What's up, Shanti? Thank you for that very much, very much. Yeah, we got this young man is directing and got artists, he managing and all kind of things. So I'm looking for big things from you, brother. I'm so proud of thank you. Thank you. And thank you. That's largely in part to you and your assistance in moving through this space. So thank you and all that you've done. So thank you. It's all love. It's what we do. It's what we do. And so now without further ado, let's give a nice, warm silence to shame welcome and applause to this Grammy award-winning singer, philanthropist, R&B crooner, ladies mm. love him, <laughs> old brother, my friend, Anthony Hamilton. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Shanti, how are you? Uh, to you um, for having me, it's, it's a big honor. Um, thank you. Uh, Free, how are you, brother? I'm Congratulations well, on everything. Um, but yeah, thank man, you. good to be here for such a great cause and, uh, you know, be a part of it. Well, thank you again. So we're going to jump right in. And the first question uh, we want to ask you is, can you talk to us, Anthony, about why mental health is important to you? Mental health to me is, is the core of who we are, our souls, um, our minds, and just us as, as people. If, if we're not healthy mentally, um, everything else fails and uh, we don't have a chance to live uh, a quality life. I think um, in, in our community, people are ashamed to talk about it and to um, to speak about it for fear of being looked at as crazy. But I, I think when you open up and talk about things, you're able to move forward. And uh, I want the community to know that it's it's OK. It's OK to get healthy. It's OK to be whole and it's OK to live a quality life. And um, the mind is um, the, the key to opening up so much. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, was there anything um, in your life or career that made you take the pause to become more aware of your mental health? Like at what point were you kind of introduced to that clarity? You know, in my life, um, in my life, there were there were moments when. I knew my mind had to be stronger than my situation. Early on in life, seeing things, being around uh, certain things in, in the household, uh, whether it be drinking and, uh, you know, domestic violence uh, or poverty, certain things that I knew I couldn't control um, in terms of uh, being able to produce financially and uh, and to, to bring in uh, things that we needed. But mentally, I could channel it 
a certain way and to um, it made it better for me. It made it easier for me to cope. And from that point on, I knew that that was a, a very key um, part of, of, of who I would become if my mind was strong enough to to withstand things. Would you say that you experienced any any childhood trauma or just the stress of like family? Um, I know you've spoken openly um, in the past, um, you know, about your experience being adopted. Um, did that have any any, you know, play on your mental health at all or any effect in any way? Yeah, um, being adopted um, definitely played a part of, of you know, feeling like you let your family down. Um, did I did I give up? Did I did I turn my back on my family? And, and so these things kind of plague you. Uh, but knowing who I was supposed to be and knowing where I was supposed to go, I needed stability. And to have th that stability uh, afforded me the opportunity to become the man I am now. Without that, I would have been probably a lot, a lot angrier. Um, probably would have turned to drugs and alcohol and, you know, women things that wouldn't make me as healthy uh, as I needed to be. Um, and I had people along the way who I could talk to and confide in, and um, I just took it and internalized it, and uh, I made good of it. I made I made songs. I made I made stories uh, to kind of free me from it and not pigeonhole me in, in that moment. So it, it all kind of worked out. Go ahead, Free, sorry, go ahead. Okay, um, I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, turning to music and, and storytelling through your music um, and using that as a tool. Would you say that you used it as a tool for coping um, or as a coping mechanism? Was it, um, and was it beneficial to you? And, and at what age maybe did you find that as a, as a route and channel for yourself? Free very early on, I knew music was a, a way of escape, uh, healing, and uh, kind of made things better. Um, very early, seven, eight years old, nine, um, there were songs that made me feel safe, songs that made me feel um, free. Um, and I learned to, uh, to channel it through music, um, not, in, not only singing, but just listening to someone else's life and their travel and their stories. Um, and people, people speak about things they go through in music and the fact that they're in a different place um, and they're somewhat singing on the stage and all around the world, it gave me hope uh, that, that I too could, could overcome it and, and be coming through the speaker just as well. Um, so it built up a lot of hope in me and, and uh, faith. Somebody yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Um, so I want to go back and ask a quick question. Um, what, what would you say, Anthony, to kids who have been adopted that are in more toxic environments and, and how they kind of deal with generational trauma? Whether they're, well, let me just say this. What would you say to kids who deal with generational trauma um, and are afraid to open up and talk to somebody? Um, what are some um, tips or advice that you would give to the younger generation on maneuvering around and through generational trauma? I would give them the advice of getting somewhat healthy, getting somewhere safe is the key, um, whether it's with your family or with the family that's a lot healthier. Um, allow yourself the time to, to feel what you're feeling, 
um, and know that it's not a punishment. Identifying with where you are is the truth of, of your moment and take that truth and, and try to, to try to open up to someone and let them know how you felt about your true space, your, your life at that moment. If it made you angry, if it made you feel sad, what, whatever it was, be honest in your moment. Talk to somebody you know you can trust and that you could um, to get good sound advice from somebody that you probably look up to be um, and um, who, who has your best interest, uh, who motivates you to be your better self. And uh, don't use it as a crutch. Um, life happens. Things happen. Um, me being adopted um, wasn't a curse. Um, me having a family wasn't, that wasn't healthy wasn't necessarily a punishment. It just, it's just what it is. Life is dealt a different hand of cards for different people. And we have to be, um, you know, be okay with being there, but knowing that we can be better in it. And uh, we don't have to stay there. And it's not our entire story. Absolutely. And you know, this week we're coming off the anniversary of the one year uh, death of George Floyd. And you know, being a black man in America right now and so much of what we've seen uh, our black men and women go through um, as it relates to racial trauma and injustice, you know, what has this been, what has this year been like for you as a black man? And do you even have a certain level of anxiety when you see those blue lights? It's been a, it's been a, a hell of a year. Uh, it's been a, a year that's uh, a year full of anger uh, moments of anger, moments of fear, moments of, uh, of wanting to fight, moments of wanting to, um, to scream, um, protecting my, my boys. I have six sons, black sons who could at any moment be identified as, um, as a threat. So you have to have that level of, um, you know, when when you have when you have uh, children, you you become protective. So you have to have a level of, of of soldier and protection in you that that no matter what you're willing and ready to uh, to fight for yours. Um, but it made me look at things in a, in a way to uh, to teach my boys that you don't always have to be loud to fight. You don't always have to be angry to fight. You just have to be fed up uh, enough and care enough. Um, to change the narrative, uh, to be smart, don't fight, don't fight fear um, with ignorance. I think I think the two uh, create definitely a, a bad outcome. Um, to be wise in, in your moves, and to know who you are, to know that circumstances around you um, and the people who don't know you can't identify or can't they can't validate your greatness because they have no idea of what's in you and who you are. So. And that was very real and very powerful. You know, I, um, let me ask this too, you know, some of your music for me, brother, has gotten me through and that's the God's honest truth. You know, it's, you. A, it's a staple. Absolutely. And, um, and different sectors of my life, and I'm curious to know if you feel a sense of 
since you found like your voice, even maybe through music, if I'm if I can say that, if you found your voice through storytelling and you know through the lyrics of your songs, do you feel a sense of responsibility now to um, create music that that has that level of impact and healing factor and 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 something that can also be of inspiration to others, especially what you have in you know children at this point, and like you said, thinking of protecting them and and what their experiences are, do you feel a sense of um, responsibility to that? Absolutely. I think uh, to whom much is given, much is required. I have a big stage. I have a lot of people who depend on me uh, for, for music, whether it be to, to heal, to dance, to laugh, um, or what have you. But in, in that moment and in, in, in that access that I have, um, I'm to, to do good with it and to, uh, to make people better. Uh, to make situations better. Um, and some people don't want to take on that responsibility because once you start and you start caring, it's kind of hard to not, to, you know, to stop caring. And uh, it's a lot for some people who avoid uh, being emotionally attached to something or, or you know, to, to have a connection to something that they can't just abort at any moment because we get attached and it becomes something spiritual and we become connected to it. So some people don't want responsibilities because they wanna, they wanna uh, become numb to, to the environment and to things that we, we experience into life. And so it's a, it's a cop-out, um, I feel, uh, speaking for my, myself. So I choose to, uh, to do well with it. So that leads me into my next question. And we know you got this hot new record out. You made a movie. And yeah. you talk about becoming numb to things. That's like a perfect segue, right? Because people don't um, often look at like relationships and mm -hmm. toxic relationships and how they can lead to anxiety and depression and even suicidal ideation for some. Again, we're still mm -hmm. coming on the heels the end of May, May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I want to talk about relationships. And and then I want you to tell us about this song. So, you know, what's your take on, you know, bad relationships, right? Whether it's the man or the woman being the culprit of the situation and not making it a good thing and how we become numb and how that really mm -hmm. takes us into a dark place at times and how we do have to focus on you know, mental health and wellness in our relationships too. Can you talk a little bit about that and then tell us about the single? Yeah, uh, You Made a Fool of Me, definitely um, it's a song dealing with, uh, you know, being in something that's not 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 the best situation, um, not feeling like you were valued. Um, and that's what happened in relationships. When you don't value someone, you don't care how you treat them. When you don't value yourself, you don't care who treats you however they want to. Um, and, and it becomes toxic and you, you live this life over and over again, you become toxic and you, you spew out what you taken in. And so everywhere you go, it's almost like you leaving poison in each of these relationships and, and, and being in unhealthy relationships, man, it, it, it affects you, your children, the people you work with, um, um, your decisions, um, because you feel like there's no hope. So if you're in a bad relationship, if you're in an unhealthy relationship, get out of it, get healthy yourself so you can identify the next unhealthy relationship. I think when you can't identify with something, you, you're more likely to go back into it. Um, 
and uh, it, it takes you to a dark place and it becomes so dark, you become so used to it. You don't know how dark and how many layers of darkness uh, that you, you, you land under. Um, and sometimes it can be too late if you don't identify that early on. Let me ask you this too, um, brother. How um, Can you speak to me about resilience? Because in this mm -hmm. experience of what you are, there's so much going on in the world. There's so much going on in the industry that you're in. There's just so much going on. There's a, a, a mass distraction from all types of angles. How do you find yourself resilient to stay the course of this, to create this kind of music, this kind of content, to maintain the mental stability even, to, to continue on course of what you feel is your, you know, your path. Wow, you have to be able to bounce back because life is gonna throw things at you. You have to be strong. You have to know that this is just a moment. This is not the end um, and it's not the beginning. Um, it's just a moment um, and we don't have to stay here. Uh, you have enough strength and enough tools um, and access. To, to becoming better and to, uh, to know that bouncing back um, is, is a, such a powerful thing um, when you allow yourself to be resilient. I think we all have the capabilities, just allowing ourselves to and not holding on to that, that moment. Um, some people hold on to those moments, just they like the way pity feels. They like the way, oh, are you all right feels. Uh, and for me, I wanna bounce so far from it, bounce back. Uh, I, I've made myself tougher. Uh, my skin is pretty tough. Um, I care a lot, but I care enough about myself and the desire to be better, to, to be resilient. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it didn't kill me. It made me stronger. It didn't kill me. It made me wiser. It didn't kill me. It made me better. Um, and so it's almost like um, having COVID. I had it. It didn't kill me. It made me stronger. It made my body more aware of it. And, um, you know, I built up antibodies to that, just like I did that old relationship that wasn't any good. Um, it's in my system. It made me stronger and wiser. And uh, I don't desire to have it anymore. <laughs> and I'll just add to that. That's good. Um, from a mental health perspective, like, mm -hmm. Resilience looks a lot like therapy for a lot of people, whether it's couples therapy, family therapy, grief counseling, different things. You know, mm -hmm. what's your take on therapy, um, especially in the black community and, and that being a form of resilience for so many to, to be able to push through these tough situations? I think it's I think it's important. I think it's. Uh... Can, can you start by saying I think therapy is important? Oh, yeah. I think therapy is important. I think it's necessary um, to have therapy. Um, there are techniques and things that will allow you to see triggers that set you off, that, that takes your chemical balance off, take you off your square, take you um, from you know, your balanced part of life that allows you to be ha happy uh, a lot more. And um, people are, are, are wise and, and equipped with that kind of knowledge. And I think talking through things, um, you you become you become free, and talking through it, and know and knowing that okay, I'm here talking about it, I made it, I'm not the only one, so you don't feel isolated in this world of darkness and this world of uh, unhealed wounds. You're just like you know what, 
I'm a lot like a lot of people. And uh, I have a chance. I have a chance. And I also have a choice to either stay here in this moment or get better, use therapy, um, and to become stronger and uh, to continue to use it and to tell somebody else about it. I think that's a lot of our responsibility. When we find something that can help, uh, we're, we're to tell people about it, man. Just like, you know, pass on the next, we pass on gossip, let's pass on healing and, uh, and tools to, to make us stronger and better. That's good. I, I like love that. that. I mm -hmm. like that. Great. That is a good one right there, brother. Yes. <laughs> One of the um, final questions that I have, man, is how did becoming more aware of your mental health make you a better artist and a better musician? Um, whether that's from performing or writing, whatever that is, like how did it how did it impact you? Um, becoming aware of my mental health and mental wellness and. Uh, you know, my mental my mental state and how important it is for me. Yeah, it allowed me to, um, it allowed me to, to be able to feel whole and healthy. Um, you know, a lot of artists, they stay stuck in a dark place for so long, so many artists. I felt like Mary, Mary J. Blige won. I think people, didn't allow her to be her happy self for so long. She made great music. And uh, once, she, once she arrived to a place to where she identified for what was happening and what music was doing and what the people around her were allowing her to, 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 to be and stay in a, that space, she became different. She became um, a, a whole different light came on in her. And I commend her for, for doing the work and uh, just allowing herself to be ident to identify that she needed to free herself from certain past. Um, I needed to free myself of certain things, but you can't if you if you don't know that you're in it, because it's so. Um, it's almost like if you don't know if the glass is really really clean and clear, and you don't know that you're about to walk into it, or if you don't know it's there, you don't know whether to open the door or keep walking and bust your head on that glass uh, because it's, it's so, it's, you're so used to it. You're so used to this, this is your world. This is what you're used to. And until you could identify that, okay, I'm here. I got to get out. Um, and, and you start to see that, okay, that's a pattern. That's a pattern um, that I've been stuck in for a long, very long time. And uh, I didn't know it until I woke up one day. Something triggered me in a way to make me wake up or to see it different, whether it be a person, whether it be a song um, or something in a book or a therapist. Um, I became aware and I became desperate enough to want to change it. Good for you. Good for you. And so talking about wanting to make a change, right? Because we do know that you are a change agent um, in your community and in the music industry for sure. Tell us about your new foundation, the Taste Foundation. Congratulations. And oh, thank you. we hope that Tyler Shane can partner with the Taste Foundation and, and, and do a lot of collaborative work in the community. 
Absolutely. Uh, Silence the shame and taste could do a lot of great work. It's needed. Um, taste is uh, something that's been dear to me. Take a step to elevate. I think when you take uh, a step to bring somebody up to where they need to be, or just a few levels up from where they are, um, it's so important and it makes, it makes them feel better. It makes their space better. And, and in turn, they'll do the same thing. Hopefully they'll do the same thing, become better and reach back and heal somebody else and pull them up. I just want to create a, a chain effect of caring, loving and uh, bridging gaps um, from, from not being well to getting well, to being amazing and being free from uh, all trauma, um, and that's what we're that's what we're here for. Black black boys and, and and men, we don't speak about it enough, and that's who I'm going for. Um, you know, immediately, um, yeah, in our community, we need it, and, and women too, but definitely the men and and boys. I think we have this macho thing that I'm all right, I'm all right, and before you know it, you're so dark and so hurt um, and so deep into depressing that you know you don't want anything healthy you you you'd rather take your own life and we want to stop that 100 percent. well we are here for it and here to I love that. you and the taste foundation in any way whether it's connecting you to clinicians or you know curating it with you all um use mm -hmm. it as a resource um because it you know we've been in this space now for at least five, you know, going on six years for me personally. Awesome. Doing the work and, and we're just proud yeah. of you. And, and thank happy. you. And I'm thank you all for doing the work you're doing and, and uh, you know, making it possible to even um, to be aware mm -hmm. of, of so much that's out there for us to, to heal. And uh, silencing the shame is so important. Um, make being mentally healthy uh, make it cool again. Make it, make it, make it hot again. You know, make yes. it sexy to, yeah, make it sexy to be, you know, mentally stable. I <laughs> love that. Yes. And let, me, and let me say that man's a writer because take a step to elevate is fire. That is, Woo. you know, that man. Fire. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was given to me, man. Uh, just like God is sometimes lay stuff right on my lap, lay it right on my head. And uh, I was like, okay, that's what you, that's what you want. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I feel you. That's how I yeah. felt with my name. Like it just rolled off my tongue. I was like, wait a minute, God. Okay. Hold up. Yeah. Silence yeah. the shame. I like that too. Yeah. Free yeah. the vision. That's how that came to me too. Like yeah. God yeah. does. Good, God good stuff. You gotta listen when he's talking to you. You gotta mm -hmm. listen. It is so important. Well, brother, we, we don't want to keep you forever. We truly appreciate you being on here. We know you got your family. You got getting ready to get your holiday on soon. The last thing we want to ask you is, are you touring? Mm -hmm. I know we've been in a pandemic. But you know the people want to see you. Let us know if you're going to be on the road. We open it back up. Can we see Anthony Hamilton live? Yeah, there's a few things coming up. June 19th, I'll be um, on uh, at Sessions Live. Uh, you can see me for a virtual evening uh, concert. Uh, there's access to get, you know, uh, meet and greet, certain things uh, virtually. Um, if you go to uh, sessions.com, 
slash Anthony Hamilton slash tickets. You can get it there. And I'll be doing a show at Chastain Park in Atlanta, Georgia, in, I think July. I don't know the exact date, but I'll be in Atlanta uh, outside with my people. Um, you know, continue to be healthy out there, guys, and continue to, to know that COVID is still kind of creeping around. Um, we don't want to get too comfortable that we let our guards down. Um, I had it before, and it's not fun. So, 100%. Well, we're grateful that God healed you, brother, and he allowed well, you to make this amazing music and to be a healer in our community. And, you know, we we wish you um, goodwill, blessings, and prayers upon the Taste Foundation. Um, mm -hmm. That is just so exciting. We can't wait to do more with you. And um, Free, we're grateful, brother, to have you on the show as well. Let us know how they can tune into the podcast and how they can follow you. Yes, we are on all um, of your podcast streaming platforms, so SoundCloud, um, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple um, Apple's podcast platform. And you can follow me at Free the Vision everywhere. Um, that's who I am everywhere that you are. And um, I'll just say too, I might I'm gonna try to be out there in the Chastain two stepping when you come out here to Atlanta. I, I Let's do that. it, man. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how can we follow you, Anthony? You can follow me, Anthony Hamilton Official on IG, um, uh, Anthony Hamilton Official on Facebook, Twitter, Hamilton Anthony, and uh, AnthonyHamilton.com. It's up and running. You can purchase tickets through it. Uh, find out where I'm going to be, tour dates, uh, merchandising um, about the book, and just little things about Anthony Hamilton that you may not get anywhere else. So. Amazing. Come to my world. Anthony is actually a really funny character, which I, I oh. didn't realize that until we were in Bermuda. I was like, okay, he got Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm silly. I'm real you are silly. fun to be around, <laughs> brother. You know, yeah. Laugh, laughing is healthy, man. That's therapeutic as well. So yes. I tell people, if you can laugh or be around people that make you laugh, you are going to desire to laugh again. And That's the first time I ever, like, really was around you like that. I was like, yeah. hey, he cool. Nah. Get up. Like, Okay. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I cut a donkey every now and again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And just so I want to make sure you guys, you know, you can check us out at silenceashame.com. Follow us on Instagram at silenceashame on Twitter and Facebook at silencethshame. And, you know, check us out um, on YouTube under silenceashame TV. And May is still Mental Health Awareness Month. We're still raising money for our music and mental health programs. You can text the word silence to 707070. To donate, we are uh, a 501c3, so your donation is fully tax deductible, or you can donate on our website. So, again, thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Free. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Shanti. Thank you, Free. Thank you to um, Silence to Shame around mental health in your communities. Take time for yourself um, and, and take time to save a life in Silence to Shame. Until next time. <laughs>